confirm my proof. On the day of judgment, tell you. What, what happens on the day of judgment? That your actions are your hujjah. Tell you. No, that's true. And that is one explanation of that. As well as, as, well as get, make me firm when I'm asked by the angels. Make me firm when I'm asked by Thabit Hujjati. Because when they ask you, that is the, the proof of your faith. Is that you're able to answer those questions. Yes. It also could refer to the fact that, and we remember this dua was being made by the Prophet, who was doing what? What was his main mission? Spreading Islam. Make me firm in, in delivering this message. Give me firm proof in, that, in, in, in the delivery of that message. And all of us, Yani, who are working towards spreading the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I think this is quite relevant, uh, quite relevant dua for us. Play. Wasaddid lisani. Afwan. Wahdi qalbi. Wahdi qalbi. The English kind of went um, uh, backwards there. So, wahdi qalbi is what number? Sorry? No, no, here. Okay. If, if we switch it right now, it's 20. Wahdi qalbi. Guide my heart, and then we're going to say make firm my tongue. That'll be 21, right? Yeah, okay. So guide my heart is 20. Make firm my tongue. What do you think that means? Make firm my tongue. Huh? Yes, stick to your promises that you only say that which is truthful, that you don't use your tongue in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we think about it, one of the easiest ways to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with what? With your tongue. As a matter of fact, and we'll, and we'll cover this inshallah ta'ala in the last session, uh, Ibn Mubarak rahimahullah ta'ala said that the ashad al-wara' fil lisan, that the thing that requires most self-restraint is your tongue. Is your tongue. It's very easy to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your tongue. So here you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make your tongue right. Not just to make firm my tongue. I don't even like I don't like that translation actually. But saddid lisani means to make it right. Three things about what now? What saddid lisani? Oh, so we talked about um, fulfilling your promises being truthful and not using the tongue in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the last one, number 22, and remove malice from my chest. Sakhima, the word sakhima in Arabic, it refers to any of the, um, any of the filth in your heart. Envy, uh, malice for the believers. I mean, all, all of this is covered under Sakhimat al Qalb. This hadith was collected by Abu Dawood. 
At-Tirmidhi, Ibn Umajah, and uh, others for that matter. And uh, Shaykh Al-Bani, rahimahullah ta'ala, said that it was Sahih. And Sunan Abi Dawood, Sahih Sunan Abi Dawood. Tayyip, Sahih Al-Hakim Al-Dhahabi. All right, so inshallah, um, what you're going to do now is you're going to take two minutes and you're going with your partner, you're going to memorize from the part where it says, Rabbi taqabbal tawbati. Do you see it? Rabbi taqabbal tawbati. Waqsil hawbati. Wa ajib da'wati. Wa thabbit hujjati. Wahdi qalbi. Wa saddid lisani. Waslul sakhimata qalbi. How many requests is that? Seven, huh? Okay, so we're going to call these two minutes seven requests for success. You ready? Yalla, two minutes. Bismillah. With your partners, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a narration that says that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's another narration that says Sathima uh, Tasadiri. And so that's why. Yeah. But the, the heart is in your chest, so it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but, but, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Five seconds left. Two, one. Okay. Bismillah. Somebody want to volunteer? Somebody volunteer? Okay. Who, who memorized the whole thing? I have a book for you if you memorize the whole thing. It's a good one too, by the way. You did? You memorized the whole? No, no. Not the seven. The 22. All 22? <laughs> An open book memorization test. Yeah, that'll be a first. That'll be a first. Um, so, so this is actually, um, there's, a, there's a book that I recommend all of you get. Uh, well, for those of, you, for those of you who know Arabic, for those who don't, I'll give you another recommendation. If you know Arabic, there's a book called Fiqh al-Adi'iyah wal-Adhkar by Sheikh Abdul Razak al-Abbad, Sheikh Abdul Razak al-Badr. 
Hafizahullah Ta'ala. And uh, there, there, there were a series of um, yani lessons that he gave on the radio, and then he went back. Uh, Sheikh bin Baz, Allah yarhamu, uh, requested that he print the book, that he print it as a book. And so he went back, and, and so now it came out at first as four different volumes, and then they put it into two. But in any event, um, one of the first American graduates from the College of Hadith in Medina translated a number of the, that, that book, a number of the ahadith, a number of the adi'iyah, along with their explanation from Sheikh Abdul Razak. He uh, explained it in many different books. So, so here we have explanation of the Adhkara Sabah al Masa' and this one is explanation of comprehensive supplications from the Sunnah. And this is where this dua is actually uh, the one that we're covering right now, these 22. It's actually in here. It starts on page 30. So if you can say all 22, then you'll take the book right now. Ready? Bismillah. Go ahead. Huh? Sorry? It's available? Uh, oh, seven? Seven, I'll say, I'll make dua for you, inshallah. <laughs> nah. Father. Wahdi Qalbi, uh huh. Ahsant, Zakallah Khay, Barakallah Fiqh. Alhamdulillah. All right. Alhamdulillah. All right, so we're going we're gonna to move because we only have 10 minutes till break. And we still have um, these, these other ahadith, which you're going to memorize on your own, inshallah, because we're not going to have enough time. Tayyip. Hadith 6. Hadith 6, uh, so we have two more du'as that we're going to look at, inshallah. The, this uh, Hadith 6 narrated Anas, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, qala anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yad'u bihadihi al-da'awat, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa qalbin la yakshar wa du'a'in la yusma' wa nafsin la tashba' thumma yakuru Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ha'ula'i that's in some narrations. So the Prophet ﷺ used to say, Oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from knowledge that is of no benefit, a heart that is not humble, a supplication that is not heard, or perhaps is better, a supplication that is not answered, and a soul that is not satisfied. And then the Prophet ﷺ would say, Oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from these four. Yani as, a, as a means of emphasizing. Um, this hadith was also uh, graded as authentic by Shaykh al-Bani. And here we find that the Prophet ﷺ is uh, seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from four things. The, the first is knowledge that is of no benefit. And what that, one of the things we get from that is that there's a lot of knowledge out there. Not all of it is beneficial. 
And so we spend, as a matter of fact, perhaps even better than calling it knowledge now is calling it what it really is, which is information, right? So we have information overload. I mean, you just know every, why do we know about stuff that's happening in Russia and, and, and in China? Okay and in Alaska or wherever it is, in the North Pole. And we know all of this stuff. We have all these random facts that takes up bandwidth. And then when we come to memorize hadith, we can't do it. Because we've got too much going on. But it doesn't mean that it's beneficial. So we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from knowledge that does not benefit. From a heart that is not humble. And here you see the, the, the word for humble that we was translated previously was al-ikhbat. Ja'ani laka ilayka mukhbitan. Right? Al-ikhbat. And al-khushur. And it's, it's a very similar concept. A heart that is not humble. Because if your heart is not humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps you will reject some of what is from the deen. And that happens. That happens. Because a person thinks they know as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know. Be humble. Recognize who you are and what your worth is as a human being. And it's not to say that we, we don't try to understand. Yeah, we should try to understand everything from our deen. We should try to understand as much as we can from the religion of Islam. But does that mean that if I don't understand why that I don't have to do it? Because a lot of people feel like that. A lot of people feel like that. Oh, I don't know why, why uh, you know, subhanAllah. We know that the Prophet, for example, I'm just throwing this out there as an example. We know that the Prophet, has instructed men to grow their beards, right? Somebody says, but, oh, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And so they don't do it. That's a, a heart that is not khashir. There's no khushur in that heart. There's no humbleness. There's no submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> in, in any event, there's no ikhtilaf whatsoever from the beginning of Islam that it is haram to totally remove the beard. After that, when we start getting to the second century of Islam, there's some things that we could talk about that's not beyond, way beyond the scope of the discussion that we're covering today. A heart that is not humble. A supplication that is not heard. Dua'un la yusma' And in another narration, dua'un la yustajabu lahu. Yani, which explains what is meant here. Dua is not answered. Why would your dua not be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ah, so you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from all of the things that would come between you and him. That would become, like, like some of the salaf used to say, how can you expect your dua to be answered by Allah when you've blocked the path with sins? The Prophet والسلام, talked about the man who comes to Allah. He's begging Allah. He, he's traveling. He, he's raising his hands. 
but he eats haram. He's wearing haram. He's been nourished with haram. How, how, how can his dua be answered? The, the answering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would answer your dua does not mean that as soon as you make dua, immediately you're going to see the result. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may know that what you are asking for is not what is better for you. And so he may take that away and replace it with something better, and that is an answer to your dua. Play. And a soul that is not satisfied. In other words, you're seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from not being content. From not being content, which is very important that we are content with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us with. Anybody memorized this dua without me asking? Yeah, you did? Okay, close your eyes and say it. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. This is a book called Explanation of Supplication of the Prophet related to seeking refuge in Allah. Also, Sheikh Abdul Razak can translate it. And that's for... Give that to him. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. Barakallah khair. Tayyip. Yes. La, la, mafi. I, I said mendawatim, but it's different because you, you, you're adding an alif and lamb on it, but you, and you should. Tayyip. We're going to cover this last hadith, which is number, hadith number seven, inshallah, and then we'll break and... Um, We'll cover the rest after Salat, inshallah. Name of the chapter. Wallahi, forgot. Okay. We'll do number seven together. All right. Ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, said that the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, said, Allahumma ja'alli, kida, Allahumma ja'alli fi qalbi nura, wa fi lisani nura, wa fi sam'i nura, wa fi basri nura, ومن فوقي نورا ومن تحتي نورا وعن يميني نورا وعن شمالي نورا ومن بين يدي نورا ومن خلفي نورا وجعل في نفسي نورا وأعظم لي نورا. Now you'll probably hear this hadith mentioned different ways. The du'a mentioned different ways. Probably I said so Allah put light in my heart to the end of the hadith, and that is the part that we are concerned with uh, due to the fact that we're talking about the heart. You're asking Allah subhanahu wa taala to put light in your heart, and you know that Allah azza wa jal said about Himself. That he is Nuru Samawati wal that he is the light of the heavens and the earth, that he brings the believers out of darkness and brings them into the light. So the Prophet made this dua. And this is a Sahih Muslim, and I just want to uh, mention very briefly um, that a lot of people memorize this as the dua for what? Going to the masjid. Yes. And the reality is, is that the overwhelming majority of the narrations of this hadith, including the ones in Sahih Muslim, mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ said this in his salat. And in another narration, in his sujood. In his sujood. And that seems to be what is more correct as it relates to the hadith. There is a narration that some of the scholars of hadith have declared to be shad, 
and it is in Sahih Muslim, and I'm not going into a lot of detail about that. It is a narration in Muslim. It says the Prophet made this dua upon going to Fajr. Upon going to Fajr. So, some of the scholars say that this is a hadith that you should say when going to Fajr, and Fajr only. Others say when going to the masjid, and the stronger opinion seems to be that you say it actually in the salat in sujood. And that was during the night prayer that the Prophet uh, made this dua yani, before Fajr, before Fajr. So in any event, it's a dua that the Prophet used to make. And even if, even if it's not authentically narrated that he would say this when going to the masjid, if you say it upon going to the masjid occasionally, there's no harm in that whatsoever. Uh, let's come up with a chapter title for this hadith. Huh? Divine light, huh? MashaAllah. Divine light for the heart. Nice. Okay, it is 12 o'clock. Um, we have to stop, break for Jummah, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, we're going to come back at 1.45, inshallah. At 1.45, bi'idnillahi ta'ala, and we'll pick up where we left off. I may skip an occasional hadith from time to time if, it's been, if the meaning has been covered by another hadith. What I hoped uh, to get out of this session is that we understand the importance of the heart, we understand the importance of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep our hearts firm and to give our hearts light and to guide our hearts and that we make this a part of our lives. And bi'idnillahi ta'ala, when we come back, inshallah, we're going to start talking about the devotional acts of the heart, things that we need to be focusing on on a daily basis. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad subhanaka Allah wa bihamdika shalom la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Jazakallah khaira shaykh. We break off here for Juma Salah and the lunch. Uh, request the sisters if they can have the lunch now and if, uh, if they want to go to the masjid they can go later or they can pray Zohar here at the back so if they can have the lunch now the brothers uh, the masjid uh, the closest masjid if you need to take your cars out go around the uh, auditorium the masjid is on this side many people are familiar if, if they are not you can ask the team Kali members uh, they'll guide you accordingly so we pray Juma and come back immediately, have lunch, and start the session at 1.45. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.